Welcome to In What Artworks On Air, where we shine a light on musicians, filmmakers, writers, and artists of all stripes that make their home in or around the neighborhood of Inwood in New York City. I'm Aaron Sims. I'm Jonathan Bell. And this is Live and Local. Live and Local is a program where we're joined by musicians from Northern Manhattan to talk about what they're up to and best of all, to hear their music. So who is with us today, Jonathan? Today, Aaron, Live and Local welcomes Inwood's one and only Samantha Echo. Samantha has been described as, quote, Comic Con's Kate Bush, end quote, and her music as, quote, somewhere between dangerous and whimsical, end quote. By her own account, she just may be the bastard child of an acid-induced one-night stand at the Chelsea Hotel between Leonard Cohen and a Disney princess. I wonder which one. (laughs) Or if that's a bit much to process for you, a female Morrissey, in that her music will depress you, but in a good way. We couldn't be less depressed to have her with us today on Live and Local. And here she is, Samantha Echo. This is for all the gentlemen in glasses. You know who you are. guy is a nervous clown with a nerdy soul he's got glasses thick as a window pane and his hands are cold he knows a lot of big words but he doesn't know any sentences he couldn't love me if he studied me oh no Wednesday guy makes me feel like I'm in New York again Takes me back to my younger days before boys were men He has a smile that cuts through his face Like a gash in his misery It's a smile he gives to everyone Not just me I see him on Wednesday quite all there A world behind his eyes through a tiny crack lies between the other days I fall through right away Wednesday guy says he's not a guy but a hologram A projection from all the pretty dreams of an ugly that his father died was like the day that his life began he'll never love me like he hates that man oh no he likes to starve himself until he's frail and skinny as a marionette as thin as real men get plenty of No strings on him Wednesday guy is awake all night Like the city is Decorating his walls With all his prescription slips 
This next song is called Show Me Your Facebook. And I thought it was about the state of the world today, but it's actually just about me. such sexy pants today But I can't find a reason to be sexy Not when Facebook shows Nick far away In his blonde girlfriend's arms wrapped in a bedsheet to be so shy he was a nerdy guy things will never be the same Nick show me your Facebook page show me how love is made show me how far you came let me see your Let me see your love. 
Samantha Echo, thank you so much for being here You're on welcome. our live local program here. Thank you for inviting me. Sure it's thing. an honor. So can you tell us, uh, reiterate the names of the two songs of the, I'll say, uh, collectively nerdy-themed tunes that you offered us today and a little bit about the uh, the genesis behind the songs. Okay, so the first one was Wednesday Guy. Right. The second one is Show Me Your Facebook. Um, so the first one I wrote, I guess, like, three and a half years ago. And it's sort of about, it's about several different people that I fancied in my day. It's not about one person, but it's sort of about a type of person. It's about how sometimes you're attracted to the damaged qualities in somebody and that kind of reflects your own damage. And the tune just kind of came to me in my head. Mm. And I sort of just married the two of them. Show Me Your Facebook page is kind of about it's about Facebook, but it's also about loneliness. It's just about sitting in your room, pining away for people that you can't have and sort of how social media has given us a new channel to do that. It's kind of like a torch song for our time. Hmm. There's so many turns of phrases that I was trying really hard to catch. And you are an interesting lyricist. Thank you. Yeah, and so that kind of strikes you right away with your songs. It's like, okay, this is someone I need to kind of really, <laughs> really listen to to catch yeah. all the little clever things you're saying. Yeah. Um, pulling back, I was, to be honest, trying to think, oh my gosh, I'm, I was retaining two or three things that were especially kind of funny to me. And That's fine. But, I mean, but yeah. I, I decided, you know, what? I'm, I'm, for the sake of the time frame we have for this interview, I was going to instead just make a comment. There is, for me, in your music and in your words in particular, in your presentation, sort of this simultaneous wisdom, like a woman beyond her years, and also kind of innocent and purity, <laughs> both at the same time. And Well, that can all be explained by my horoscope. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. just put that out there. Okay. Kevin will understand. Kevin's wife will understand. Um, it's just, I'm like a... For those listening at home, that'd be Kevin Delaney from an earlier podcast. Yeah, I love him. I'm like, I'm such a fan. He's just, he's he's a beautiful man. So so yeah, his his wife is a, a feng shui counselor and That's also right. a, um, an astrologer or a lay, a lay astrologer, I guess. And I am too. So like, I'm a Pisces and that is the last sign of the Zodiac. My birthday's coming up in three days. That's why I've been in a really weird mood. And so Pisces is kind of the, it's the final sign of the Zodiac, and it exists entirely in the spiritual realm. It's known as like the old soul of the Zodiac. My rising sign, which is basically, depends on what time of day you were born. I was born at 7.53 a.m. And the rising sign is like how you appear to the world, and mine is Aries, and that's the first sign of the Zodiac, and that's the baby, but also the military commander. <laughs> so I have like all these, you know, and you can take, you know, astrology, I know a lot, not a lot of people don't believe in it, but for me, it's like, to me, it makes sense. To me, it's like a, it's just a spiritual psychological exercise. And I always kind of felt like I was I was simultaneously an old soul and also kind of stunted. Mm. And I felt that way since I was like five. And so that I think that really comes out in my music. So it's it's cool right. that you picked up on that. Because it's a real thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the other the other thing that I feel like is a tightrope for all songwriters mm -hmm. who aspire to have social commentary in any way, that can just be the death knell for oh, any totally. song. Yeah. No, and I really like the fact of uh, the Facebook was, it is, an, it is like an observation of the social scene. 
Yeah. And what intimacy and privacy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where is depth? And, right. And, 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 but you do yeah. it in a way that doesn't sound preachy. Yeah. It's still got an intimate personal vibe. Right. To it, so I was like, mm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. To just say one more thing about that song. Sorry, Aaron, did you want to? Okay. No, I don't want to say anything ever again. <laughs> oh, I'm just totally teasing. Yeah. No, I, I, I was, I was, gonna, I was yeah. going to add it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to add it. And doesn't see. I try not to speak when it's like we'll just keep redundant things. Uh, redundant. There's, there's a, there's a see. It's silly time now. Um, there's a self awareness to your music. I oh, think Throughout you. all of her, both her songs, there's a, there's a self awareness to like we said wisdom earlier, poking on that theme a little bit. Yeah. Self awareness not only of your own life, obviously, but the social commentary as well, the context within yourself, within the social construct of the <laughs> Facebook per se, or the yeah. relationship per se of Wednesday guys of saying like, how do we deal with this recurring theme with these people that keep popping in our life and it happens the same way all the time? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way of putting it actually. It's just like, you know, it's hard for me because my songs are very autobiographical and I sort of, I don't like to share that many details about myself. Like sometimes when I'm asked, it's like, it's embarrassing. Like they're both embarrassing songs, especially... The Facebook song, if you look particularly in the second verse, and it's I like, refuse. but the thing is, you know, you got to print out my lyrics and then like do a whole exegesis right. explication. Anyway, um, so is that but, what criminals do when they paint out the numbers no, and they tape? That it is to the, not no, what criminals not do. What that is okay. what English students do. English um, students, um, yeah, in college. So, but no, it is interesting because Jonathan just—it's hard for me to talk about the Facebook song actually because I wrote it a long time ago. I wrote it actually like several years ago. And I, it sort of means different things to me now. But the final, what you said about intimacy and what is intimacy, the final line, the, the line of the final um, chorus, uh, once there was a look you gave, something that I could save, I took it home with me for all eternity. Let mm. me see your love. It's sort of, it's kind of a revelation of what intimacy, intimacy it's like the opposite of a Facebook page. It's somebody just looking into your eyes mm-hmm. yeah. and like showing you that they can't hide their feelings for you. And so she's in the song, she, you know, the narrator or me is like, is remembering that moment she had with those people hmm. and how assuring herself that nothing can take that away from her, no matter how many um, pictures he posts with his new girlfriend or wife, you know, right. and it's sort of like, it's these two contradictory elements, like intimacy versus what we think intimacy is and mm-hmm. how we present it. So it, it's like, it's this very like, on the surface, it seems like kind of a silly song, but it actually has, it actually is an exploration of intimacy and depth. And I think part of the reason it works is because I thought of the tune first and the tune is kind of like, it's not a sad tune, but it has a kind of longing to it. It's kind of like, it's a ballad. It's like an explosive, um, you know, like um, poignant ballad. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm just going to put, Facebook lyrics about Facebook and have an absolutely serious song about Facebook. So yeah. it kind of like it has all these. That's why it has all those contradictory elements in it. Well, it absolutely works. And your motif, so to speak, like disguised through your songs, mm-hmm. um, you also manifest in your performances. Uh, we didn't see it so much today, but maybe we'll see it again sometime. Maybe in the second act. <laughs> yeah. Because do do you or do you not confess with your hand raised? Uh, perform with fairy wings most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, I feel bad because these are my substitute teacher wings because what happened was I started performing in fairy wings a few years ago. Right. I, was, I was actually at the music video release party for the music video Facebook page. Right. Don't uh, watch that video if you're, we mind the sight of blood. I'll never watch um, it again. I have seen it. He has seen it. Yeah, it's a good video. But it was for the music video release and it was a Halloween themed concert because it, it made sense because the video is horror themed. So I dressed up as Delirium from the Sandman series. 
right. um, who's the goddess of madness. And I wore these ripped up fairy wings and something happened to me when I wore them and I just felt really, really good. Hmm. Like I felt like this is who I am. And I started wearing fairy wings on stage all the time. And then at one concert, I didn't wear them and people complained that I wasn't wearing. <laughs> so I went out and I bought these wings at the, um, there happened to be a <clears throat> fantasy shop nearby. That was the only, it was the other kind of fantasy shop. And these were the only ones I could buy. This is like supposed to be like a naughty angel. Uh. So these aren't my, and they're kind of like plastic either. These aren't my favorite ones, but um, these are like my substitute ones that happened to be lying around oh. in a guitar case. Cause I just felt, I was in a little bit of a weird mood today and I just kind of like, Oh, it's great yeah. to have in case <laughs> you don't have fairy wings break glass and you have your substitute wings. Yeah, these are my case, substitute you know. ones, but well, they're they're there. They exist. Yeah. Well, it's good to know. We had to re- we had this at the public straight today because <laughs> Samantha has performed for Inwood Artworks on numerous occasions. And mm-hmm. I will say people always have noticed and remarked about the fairy wings. Oh, yeah. Because I, because I think it is your external motif and not mentioned. It's funny that like, you have this obviously amazing instrument built inside of you, not <laughs> the one you. you play, which is also equally astute and and, and well done, I say. Yeah. But um <laughs> the but you have the you the thought and the wisdom, the 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 temperament you put in your music. It's interesting this 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 great physical dichotomy meeting that, mm. which I think softens the blow for you and the audience in some ways. But, yeah. but like Jonathan says too, what you cover is fairly serious material. Yeah. So yeah. I, I thought I think I I that's just adds to the interest and mm. not saying it's, you know, you gotta have a gimmick. It's not, no, it's, it's not it's, about it's, that. It's not that. Yeah, it's really well, that's not what I'm that. trying to get yeah. at for people who don't know you. It's not a gimmicky yeah. thing. It actually adds to the complexity of your music and your, and your live act because you play all over the place. Yeah. I'm going to bring us back from the fairy world a little back to earth for a second yeah. and ask more standard boilerplate question, if you don't mind. And that is Fine. if you could just briefly tell us one or two of I know that's hard to do. One or two of your main um, role models, musically influences. Okay, well, current or in the past? Let's go with the past. The past? Okay, that's interesting. I mean, I, I love Leonard Cohen. And like I said, I think of myself as the love child of Leonard Cohen and Disney princess. And I actually learned to sing by imitating uh, Judy Kuhn, who is the voice of Pocahontas hmm. in um, the Disney movie Pocahontas. And whatever you want to say about that movie, it's flawed. The music from it is really brilliant. And especially like the song Colors of the Wind, which is the first song that I um, I ever really taught myself when I was about six years old. It's sort of, I think it should replace the national anthem. It's just such a beautiful message, but it's also it also has this great melody. So I would sort of just, I would listen to her sing that song and then I would just sing it over and over again to myself and imagine that I was Pocahontas. And that's kind of how I taught myself and how I learned that I was a really good singer. And then I guess, uh, who else? I mean, I like Judy Garland, mm. also an influence. I was going to say, there's a cabaret yeah. element to your performance. Yeah, and Judy Garland, I sort of think of her, she's like the um, she's like the patron saint. She's like the martyred, almost Christ-like figure of musical theater. Because it's sort wow. of like, she shows us all this, like, she became well-known at a very young age. She played this iconic role. Uh, you know, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. And that was, that was, that movie was a huge influence on me in a lot of different ways. And she she was basically expected to perform these superhuman feats. And the people behind the scenes were making her take all these drugs so that she could function. And it eventually like drove her crazy. She's almost like this like Ophelia-like, you know, sort of martyred figure who sort of like she she sacrificed herself so that we could be entertained. And I've never really forgotten that. Cause like I I was also involved in show business at an early age. 
not, you know, not as obviously I wasn't as famous, <laughs> but, but I sort of, I was sort of pushed out into the spotlight when I didn't always want to be when I was very young, when I was like seven. And I had one singing teacher in particular who was kind of abusive. And so I sort of like, I feel like I identify with Judy Garland, like on a much like smaller scale. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of like other songwriters, I mean, you know, obviously I'm very musical theater influenced, but I, I really like Joni Mitchell, mm. Amanda Palmer, but I guess she's she's current. So, okay, nice. yeah. Okay. And if you're talking about your past, because I know you a little bit, um, you also have an opera influence as well, Yes, right? very much. Yeah. That, that informs your work. It creeps into your work. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it does. You can take the girl out of the opera, but you can't take the opera out of the girl. <laughs> well, yeah. or so they say in the, in the, in the productions themselves. Yeah. Uh, so talk about the past, moving to the future. What's next for you coming up besides the songs you're going to play? Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I've never really done a full length record before. And I have a few, I have like a a few different ideas for concept albums. So, I mean, I'd like to get on a label, not like a big label, maybe an indie label. That's, that's my dream. I'd like to go on a proper tour, especially of like England. I'm mad at them right now for obvious reasons, but like I have a lot of friends there and it'd be fun to do like an actual tour. And I've been working on jumping back into the musical theater loop again, as you, you know. I do. Covertly. 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 Top secret. Whole different program. Business. Yeah. Next year, maybe. We'll yeah, see. next year, maybe. We'll talk well, about Before we year. digress into a, a Brexit discussion. Yes. Um, it was my fault. What are we going to hear next from you? <laughs> I'm going to do a song called Nick's Mom. I guess I'll put my fairy wings on. What was that again? The title? Nick's Mom. Nick's Mom. The fairy wings are absolutely necessary for the song. Yeah, okay. they are. <laughs> so once again, everybody, Samantha Echo. to me her smile is like a total eclipse of the sun something that I didn't think I would ever see it's so hard to believe in anything Nick treats me like a kitchen fly on a hot day when all the women swarm at him he won't Look at me until I land in his cup of tea It's so hard to believe I'm that annoying Someday I will open my eyes Wake up from my coma in my glass coffin See that everyone and everything I ever loved Was a picture on my phone Walking through the desert you drew Loneliness and love start with the same letter I am walking toward a mirage Because I don't know interested in the things that I am allegedly doing with my life. Even if the list is short and my smile is tense. I don't understand what she sees in me. Nick flew across the ocean cold 
only 12 years old to interview the earthquake victims in Gujarat. No one ever gets near the level he is at. Someday I will open my eyes, wake up from my coma in my glass coffin, see that everyone and everything I ever loved is a picture on my phone Walking through the desert you drool Loneliness and love start with the same letter I'm walking toward a mirage Because I don't know she wants to see somebody she wants to help if only she really could and oh every time she looks for me I wish that I could find myself if only for her own good Often see that everyone and everything I ever loved is a picture on my phone. Walking through the desert you drool. Loneliness and love start with the same letter. I am walking toward a mirage because I don't know any better. loved me like his mom does. Samantha, that was fun, outrageous, and delightful. Thank um, you. Yeah, it's so great to have you. And it's great um, to be here. Our listeners will want to know mm-hmm. where they might be able to purchase your music or just listen to more of your songs. Yeah, well, I actually have a lot of stuff on Spotify. So if you just go to Spotify and type in the name... Samantha Echo. Mm-hmm. It's it's spelled just like it sounds, just like Samantha, the word Echo. You can listen to all my stuff there. And I am particularly proud of my music videos. So go to my YouTube page, which is just, you know, again, just go to YouTube and look up Samantha Echo. Thank you so much, Samantha, for being here. As always, our listeners will want to find you and we'll make sure they get those links. And we'll put it also on the Inwood Artworks website through Inwood Artworks On Air. So Again, thank you for being here. Thank you. You bet. Wonderful to have Samantha Eck on the show, like all other artists we've had here. And we appreciate you for joining us here on Live and Local. It's part of Inwood Artworks On Air, where we showcase musicians that make their home in or around Inwood, New York City. Uh, be sure to follow us at Inwood Artworks and at Inwood Artworks at NYC on the web to keep up with all we do, which includes the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Al Fresco, art galleries, more live performances, and a whole bunch of other programming that we covertly keep until later. Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, and we'll have more editions of Live Nickel coming up. This is Aaron Sims. And I'm Jonathan Bell. For Inwood Artworks On Air.
Thanks for listening to this live and local episode of Inwood Artworks On Air. If you have a moment, please show some love right now for this podcast and for the musicians, artists, filmmakers, writers of Inwood by reviewing Inwood Artworks On Air on iTunes. It really helps, and we really appreciate it. So thanks. Be sure to also check out our Artist Spotlight series, where we tell the stories of Inwood artists and its creators. In the meantime, stay tuned for more live and local programs, at least monthly, from Inwood Artworks.